Welcome to Leaders Lens. I'm Jacob Espinoza. And I am Cassidy Edwards, and we are analyzing our favorite movies through the Leaders Lens. Enjoy. We are back to Leaders Lens podcast with my good friend Cassidy Edwards. Cassidy, how are you doing today? What is up? What is up, everybody? We are back. The start of the new year. It's January, dry January for me. So I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing okay with my tea. <laughs> I made it about three days into dry January and I hosted a neighborhood happy hour and a lot of people <laughs> brought wine and I'm like, I don't want to be that dude for the neighborhood happy hour, but it was it was a good time to be in the neighbors for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds like a time. <laughs> and we're taking a different approach to Leader's Lens this quarter, and we'll see what happens after that. We're going to start here. We're going to take a look at our favorite films, our favorite TV shows, and really look at the characters, look at the interactions, and break down leadership lessons based off of these incredible stories. And I'm pretty excited. We're starting with the movie Friday. Which yes. For kids that grew up in the 90s, it's just a staple. We all have the VHS. We had the friend that had the VHS. We'd go to their house and watch it. So what, in your opinion, what made Friday such an iconic movie? Wow, that is such a good question. I love this movie. Definitely grew up in the 90s. 80s baby growing up in the 90s. So I feel like it was the golden era for everything like sports, music. Um, I'm usually stuck in a time capsule there for sure. And so Friday was like the epitome of life, like the lifestyle, like just really growing up in a black household. Um, you know, you had the neighbors, like all the different people and everybody had a friend like Smokey. Like we were really young when we watched it, like when I watched it. Um, but growing up, I was like, wow, there's that friend or there's that neighbor, um, you know, down to like how the parents interacted with each other and how they interacted with, you know, the kids or whatnot, like Craig and his sister. It was very, very much like, wow, this is a film that re is representative of my life. And I think that's really important um, in film and music and marketing period. So, yeah, there's a lot of lessons that came out of that movie that I noticed now versus then. Then it was just entertaining. You know, it was like an artifact that I can pass down to my kids. Like, this is part of the Black time capsule that you need to study. Right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, for me, growing up in the, the burbs. It was, uh, it was just like a glimpse into somebody else's life and like just the way different, like a, a different culture entirely interacted. And it just seems so much more entertaining than like what I was used to experiencing where none of my neighbors talked at all. Like we didn't really have relationships. Like even looking back at it, I didn't, I still couldn't tell you my neighbor's names. Like the people I lived with next door to me for like a decade plus, like didn't get to know any of them. So it was just interesting to see that like different communities interact differently and, um, just being yeah, like we were really... definitely like the, no the nosy neighbor. Like we had a lot of nosy neighbors, you know. So, so it's kind of like, ooh, what's such and such? What's Shirley doing over there on the corner? Like, did you hear about such and such? So it was it was definitely <laughs> like our own reality series before reality TV. I think, or it might be an Oregon thing. Also, we just kind of like mind our own business. If we want to get away, we can get away and go out to the woods. But uh, we didn't have that inner that same same type of relationship. And I think there's so much value in that. And there also are some leadership lessons we can learn from this movie Friday, one being communication. What's a scene that you feel really highlights uh, communication from the movie Friday? Yeah, I think there was, there was a lot of areas of, you know, effective and not so effective <laughs> communication, like within the movie. So a lot of the movie took place, right? It's about these two friends. It's on Friday, right? Craig, who's Ice Cube, he 
if you haven't seen this movie, please go watch it. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's lost his job. So him and his friend, it's just like a normal Friday for them that turns out to be not so normal. Um, and so a lot of scenes occur like on his porch, like on the, his front door, on his stoop or, you know, however you want to reference it, where they're talking amongst each other about how to get this money for the day or like how to do such and such. And so I think it's important to to note how like encouraging that conversation in the workplace and like having your employees and your leaders really address concerns as they come up versus letting them fester um, like Craig and Smokey did for some of those uh, like negative things that were happening in the neighborhood and just letting it snowball until the end of the movie. But in the workplace, you're really providing clarity during times of change. And in the movie Friday, the neighborhood was going through a change with the neighborhood bully, basically. And so it, it really kind of felt like this was, tale. yeah, it really felt like this was like their one-on-one, right? It's like Friday, yeah. we have our one-on-one, we sit down, we talk about what's going on. And because they had that, they were able to unravel some some issues that were happening and, you know, come up with, with some solutions and, and in an entertaining way in the movie, of course. But mm-hmm. in corporate culture, in a business, if we don't make space for these one-on-ones to have these conversations, to your point, things just get unsaid. Things get swept under the rug. Sometimes we can feel like if somebody is um, not bringing up issues, it means that they're content. But in reality, that might not be the case. They might just not care enough to bring it to your attention or they might not feel comfortable enough to bring this problem to life, which means that you as a leader aren't going to be as effective in resolving issues that are impacting the people on your team. Yeah. And clarity is kindness. You know, they say that like, you know, it's kind of a kind of a, a an essential need. I would say it's at the bottom of the pyramid. Like you have to have some some communication um, in the workplace with any relationship, working relationship, friendship, relationship, like that is the foundation for trust and connection. So 100%. You can't have trust without communication. Nope. <laughs> but how about leadership and sponsorship? This is something else that you brought up that I'm really excited to dig into. Why is that important? And what scene do we see it played out in the movie Friday? Yeah. So leadership and sponsorship, I would say you definitely um, see that kind of manifest in its own way with, um, you know, with Craig, right? So he he's having these like communication avenues and paths. He's having these kind of one-to-ones with different uh, neighborhood characters, which are all really hilarious. Um, but he has a choice to make. And just like with leaders in the workplace, you have these choices to make where you either step up, you know, as a leader, or you kind of like fall into the background of things. And so, you know, within the the change, the change management that was happening in the neighborhood with Debo, who was like the bully, um, you know, all of the this communication was circling around the neighbors. Craig was understanding really what was going on. He was a part of it. And he was like, I'm going to step up in somewhat of a leadership role throughout these confrontations within the movie, and I'm going to do something about it. And so, you know, he he kind of fell in the mix of, at one point, kind of trying to take the easy way out. Um, and his mentor, or like a mentor, we would say in the workplace, so we're going to, it's his father in the movie, says like, you have a choice to do this the right way, or you can take, do this the wrong way. And so he chose to kind of step up um, for his team which was everyone in the neighborhood because it was a problem. You know, Debo was a problem. <laughs> so uh, he took a leadership stance, which is something that you have to, you have to make those choices. 
Yeah, so the scene is when Craig, he decides, like, I must have to fight this guy. There's no other way around it. I right. have to confront him. I have to, like, tackle conflict head on. And as leaders, a lot of times, I think a trap that we see people fall into, and I think it's a misunderstanding of what it means to be a servant leader, but we want to get, we want to make everything a vote. We want, you know, people to decide what to do and we can kind of rally behind them. But the reality is sometimes you just need to make a decision and, and head into it. And it's not always going to be an easy decision, right? Like as a leader, you're going to have to, to do some challenging things. You're going to have to, you know, face conflict, you know, in a lot of times, even if you're uncomfortable with it. And this was a, this in Friday, it's a great example where we see Craig decide, like, I need to be that dude and I need to, to make this happen because there's no other there's no other option at this point. Yeah. And he definitely saw the the rewards of that, like the ROI, like, you know, the girl and we love a 90s Nia Long. So mm, Nia Long was give it up. Give yes, her roses. So Nia. Yes, one Nia, time, one time. You. Everybody yes. had a crush on her. Still do. Um, but you know, like he, he had a a really big ROI by taking that leadership stance, you know, not only with her, but with everyone else in the neighborhood, he created impact, positive impact. And as leaders, we need to guide our teams through challenges. in in a lot of cases, sometimes it starts with us setting the example. What are other things that we can see leaders do to, to help, help guide as they are, um, you know, taking, taking charge? Yeah, I think um, as a leader, you have to be receptive, like you have to be open minded. A lot of times we think like as a leader, like we know the right answer. But a lot of times, you know, you create this diverse team and that is full of solutions, not not just you. Um, and I I saw a quote a while back that's like, I, I don't want to be, um, you know, the most interesting person in the room. I want to be the most interested so to take interest in those solutions with your team members, like be open, not only to give them feedback, but also to receive. So I think that's, that's really important. And that also builds trust. And then also we need to make sure we, uh, we involve our employees and nobody was better at interacting yes. with their neighbors than Craig and Smokey throughout the movie. <laughs> what were some of your favorite interactions in the, uh, the movie Friday? Yes. Oh my God. I love Craig, Craig and Smokey when they're like, just, just chilling. You know, they just smoking. They just having a Friday, right? Um, Craig ain't got no job. <laughs> you know, he ain't got yeah. nothing to do. So basically, yeah. um, I really like when Felicia, so Felicia was like a big, you know, character. She was kind of the neighborhood, like druggy. I, just I feel guess bad for every woman named Felicia because she I hears know. by Felicia so many times. It has to drive her. If you meet someone named Felicia, you're like, just skip that joke. Just move past it. Hopefully you know by now, but yeah. Yes. Yes. I instantly think by Felicia. I try not to say it though anymore, but like I instantly think of it. And that shows you just how much that movie like transcended, you know, all the decades and it's still kind of going strong. So definitely Felicia, their interactions, uh, rest and power to Bernie Mac, one of my favorite comedians. Um, his interaction with um, Craig and Smokey coming up to the to the porch, asking what they were doing and asking for what they were doing before he kind of moved on to Miss Parker, which was another whole situation. She was like the fine neighbor, the older woman. Um, so all of those were really, really funny, I would say. And then what can we what can leaders take away from this? Tons of tons of great interactions. Like what what can leaders learn from this? Why is it important? Yeah, I think so. Just their communication, just um, they were really involving, 
you know, like people within the neighborhood um, that played into the end result of of getting to that positive change for the neighborhood with Debo, right? So um, I think a lot of it was showcasing the importance of involving people within a change process, if you want to get like analytical with it. Um, yeah. And also like, it wasn't always pretty, but collaboration doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to progress, you know, the outcome or whatnot. And for companies, you know, if we talk about in the workplace, I think companies and, and orgs and just leaders in general can really benefit from actively engaging your employees, you know, seeking some of their input, involving them in decision making, because that fosters a sense of ownership. And when employees or people, you know, just it, people in the neighborhood in Friday, when they felt like they could embrace some ownership and like make a decision or make something move or shake, that was empowering. And so that that kind of trickles. It has a ripple effect um, in any area in life, I believe. And it just shows that you care, right? Like being involved in people's eyes, being curious. Sometimes it can be perceived that nosy and maybe, maybe it is in certain cases, but it also the way to show people that you're curious and that you just, just want to know about them which can go a long ways, like not only in neighborhoods, but in your, in your, um, in your work as well. I think especially if, if your team's remote, like you really have to like yes. be intentional about asking people about their lives and, and what's happening because you don't have that running into people in the uh, cafeteria or in the lunchroom or whatever. Like you don't have that, that time to, to have those interactions. So you have to be more intentional and in making sure that you're actually taking the time to get to know people. And um, yeah, and I believe yeah. in like, our day and age, like in 2024, leaders have to get to know their employees. It's no more, it's no more of that. Like there is a boundary though, obviously there's always boundaries and there's some balance there, but you have to get to know your people. Um, you have to get to know how they work, how their energy flows, um, things like that. Like during the day, when are they most productive? When do they need a little bit of a break? So that helps you get to the finish line as well. Um, at the end of the day, but like you said, it, you have to care <laughs> that that's number one. You have to care. Yes. It's a, it's an unspoken employee benefit, having a manager mm -hmm. that just, you know, cares about you and is invested in your life and you know, is going to have your back and can kind of read you and know, knows when you need like to take some space. They know when you need a little pep talk because they've taken the time to, to get to know you. They've made that initial investment. And without that involvement, it's going to be really challenging to, one, keep your people, but certainly hard to keep your people engaged because if they feel like nobody's looking and nobody cares, like they're going to do the minimum until it's, you know, it's, it's almost too late at some, some point. Right. And the lines are really blurred now with working from home. So there's a lot of external thing, like you're not only dealing with work stresses, you're also dealing with home stresses, you know? Um, you're looking at laundry that has to be done. You're seeing dishes, maybe, you know, you're thinking about, okay, my child's going to come in any second while I'm presenting into a meeting or my dog's going to jump on my cat. Like there's so many other um, external factors that you have to take into account um, for people, you know, as well. And then Smokey was, you know, he was the trainer and developer. In, in the team. <laughs> he needed training and development. He needed some training and development because he was trying to, you know, hustle, just wasn't working out out too well for him. So in the world of training and development, what can we learn from Smokey? Yeah. So it, it it was he was very interesting when it comes to kind of your your training and development. Like he was trying to be a 
um, you know, a certain level of, we'll say, we'll call it employee in the streets, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But, but the expectations really, they were set. I would say that, so he worked with Big Worm, who was like the guy in the rollers with like the, the nice car, the flashy car. Um, he was like the but, big you know, drug dealer on campus. In the, in yeah, the yeah. He was, he was the big man. Um, and so he set, he set expectations for Smokey. Like, you're going to do this or, and then I'm going to do this. Right. But I think, you know, there was a gap. There was definitely a gap in, you know, the need for some type of, we'll, we'll call it training and development for Smokey. Like he really wasn't doing what he needed to do correctly. And there was nobody to correct him in like a positive way on, on getting to the outcome that big worm, his, his, we'll call it his manager or whatnot. Um, you know, really needed to see. So I think, you know, when it comes to workplace and, and, and those type of environments, employees, they require that training to adapt to like new processes or technologies or anything that's happening during any type of change or just any type of project or initiative period. Um, But he, he wasn't, he was not grasping, you know, like I need to do, this is my job here, you know, and, and without that level of, I would say positive feedback, but also some development there. Uh, it's not going to work. Yeah, he, so Big Worm pretty much led with fear, right? Yes. And like in the movie, it was it was an, an absurd example where it was literally like you need to do this or I'm going to kill you. And <laughs> yeah. like, hopefully, it's not that extreme in workplaces, but it does in a lot of workplaces. They do lead with you need to do this or you're going to get fired. And it plays out the exact same way that it played out in Friday, where people are trying to hide their tracks, they're trying to cover up, they lie to try to stay out of trouble, and but they aren't getting better, right? So we do need to have accountability in team cultures, but we also need everything you're talking about, which is the training and development and the coaching and the support to make sure our people understand how to do their job well and have the tools and resources needed to feel like they can be successful, which is what, you know, Big Worm, you didn't do that for Smokey, my guy. He needed, he, that's he, what he, he needed. He, he was definitely failing. And instead of kind of jumping in being like, bro, like, let me show you how to do this. Or yeah. let me see, what, let me see what your, let me see what your process is. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just like, if you don't give me my money, I'm going to give you something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, exactly. It, yeah. It, it was, it was kind of a, a funny cautionary tale. Um, you know, in with their relationship. I wonder what the onboarding was like. I bet there was no onboarding for Smokey. <laughs> no, I bet, I bet it was hilarious. Like, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you this product. You do what you do. You give me the money, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it was, it was definitely not 90 days. No, there was no there was, 90 day onboarding. <laughs> there was no 90 days. Can I have a 30, 60, 90, please? Okay, yeah, no. yeah. There's no. Yeah. What was the application process? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Craig and Smokey, they had to adapt to some unexpected situations. And as leaders, we have to be resilient. We have to be flexible. Um, how, did, how did we see Craig and Smokey demonstrate this on Friday? Yeah, so there were so many like twists and turns throughout the movie and like funny little nuances that happened throughout the day. Um, you know, some of them were with Big Worm, right? He was coming to check on on Smokey, his, his is not rock star employee, right? And then others were Debo, like, you know, really stealing stuff from everybody around the neighborhood. I mean, he was the bully, right? He was yeah. he was abusive. Um, and he just wasn't a great guy at all whatsoever. So and everybody was scared of him. So within those characters, 
there was a lot of the these unexpected kind of twists and turns. And then Craig was supposed to be working, but he got fired. So, you know, that kind of started to snowball like all of the events of that day. So within that, it really required them to be flexible, you know, adaptive, adaptable. They had to pivot and they really had to be resilient, right? So resiliency, I think, is something that can be a measure of success, especially for startups, you know, because you have to be pretty resilient there. But companies in general and like workplaces in general, you have to adapt in the face of these like unforeseen obstacles during change or during downturns in the market, you know, that we're seeing and adjusting and having strategies while keeping that end goal in mind is going to help get you to the finish line or through the finish line. So you got to kind of remember back to your to your why. And there's nobody better at being flexible than Smokey. Yeah. Like he, he could talk his way out of any situation. Like he was on always like on the fly, could like take a conversation in a different direction. And some people caught on, you know, to that charismatic person. Um, cause he didn't always do what he said he would do, you know, which led to some lack of trust in this movie. But he definitely was the, the master of, of improvising and, and getting out of a, a sticky situation. Yeah, his mouth would get him in trouble quite often. Yeah. I think there was one moment that stood out in particular where he met his match with um, Debbie's friend who came by, who's like, oh, I'm this and I'm that. And I look like Janet Jackson. And when she showed up, she it was definitely catfish before catfish. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't call me. I'll call you. Yes, I'll call you. A famous there were so, so many quotables from that movie. And people like that didn't grow up in the 90s, like you don't understand. So much of our life revolved around just repeating movie quotes from our favorite movies. We didn't have memes. We yes. had like we had Friday and like Anchorman, <laughs> like some of these movies. Right. To just, yeah. <laughs> and then finally celebrating success. Yes. We finally had accomplishment at the end of the day. They went through a lot. And then, you know, Craig got a Craig got a, a victory. Yes, a big victory um, for himself, for the neighborhood, for everybody that was impacted by Debo. Um, yeah, so all of it really, I would say, ended well for them um, and Smokey, which was by miracle. Um, and so when you're celebrating successes, I mean, they they rallied together with the neighborhood you know, it really mirrored importance of, of why celebrating successes is important with, within change and within leadership. And, um, you know, the neighborhood doesn't, doesn't have to mess with Debo anymore. So that was like the biggest, like everybody feels safe, AKA psychologically safe in the workplace, but yes. you, they literally felt physically safe in the neighborhood. And that's just such an important aspect of, of any culture, because if people don't feel safe, they're wasting so much energy trying to protect themselves, self-preservation and worrying about, you know, what's coming down the pipeline, what changes are going to happen. But when people feel safe, it's just so much easier to get things done because they know they, they work for a company, they work for a boss that's going to have their back at the end of the day. Yes. And, and I think, you know, a lot of companies were struggling at the end of last year with you know, layoffs and things of that sort that are, um, it takes a, it takes a while, you know, it takes time to really build up that feeling of safety or that psychological safety after those things happen. And sometimes leaders fall into the trap of, okay, like it's been enough time and it's only really been a short amount of time. It's only been a month or two or three months, even when it takes a little bit longer than that to get employees back 
feeling psychologically safe, but as long as leaders continue to show up, give good feedback, you know, have a resilient nature around them, show um, interest in developing, celebrating the successes with your team, then you can you can really build that up, you know, in a faster time frame. But it still takes time. You know, anything good takes time. I feel like so that's kind of one thing I would point out to leaders that may be listening. I love it. Talking through Friday, so many lessons. I'm really excited for this new approach of of leaders lens. You know, this is our our first stab at it. It's it's awesome to just look at movies through this lens. We're both big fans of of film and and yes. what where would you like to see this go? I'm kind of curious. What are some of the uh, the movies that you feel um, would be most interesting to talk about and look at through the leader's lens? Yeah, so I think there's there's so many movies and that's why it's fun. Like I grew up in the movie theater. Um, my uncle was an editor for a magazine locally in Houston and a paper. And so we would always get those like pre-screening tickets, like the screening tickets where you could go before the movies come out. And we would always go to the movies. I remember watching Low Down Dirty Shame and like Tu Wong Fu, um, you know, with Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo. So all of those movies like really stuck for me. Um, but my favorite are are probably the movies that are in black cinema. You know, like it's just because those are the ones I probably watch the most from you know, the big crime movies like New Jack City, um, Juice, you know, Tupac. I love Tupac as well. Um, and then all the way to the to the kind of romantic side of things where you get into Love Jones and Boomerang. And then you have the comedies like White Men Can't Jump. So there's so many lessons like life lessons and leadership lessons that I think we have to be more creative in how we approach leadership um, because you have new leaders that are coming into the workplace. And it's, it's that old kind of antiquated, like old school mindset is not going to work, you know, for them. So, you know, a new way of looking at things. And I'm just, I really believe that leadership, it's a, it's a perspective on how you view the world, not Mm -hmm. a position that you're in. And I think that's something you find in movies is it's rarely, rarely the person with the title that is actually the leader in the the movie, right? They're rarely the person that has the, uh, that's going through the hero's journey, right? It's just this person that was just a regular guy or girl and decided like I need to make something happen. And there's mm-hmm. so much we can, we can learn from, from cinema. We look through it in this way and I'm excited. Black history month. Like we got to dive in, you know, black mm-hmm. cinema and just and highlight some of the, uh, some of the, the, the biggest movies and some of the most incredible characters ever been written into these scenes. So it's going to be a, be a lot of fun. And Cassidy, I'm excited that you, we, we were talking about podcasts. You came up with this incredible idea and like immediately I got it. I was like, why does this podcast not exist already? But it will <laughs> because we're going to make it happen. So yes, yeah, so we make it. things happen, you know. I appreciate you. We'll be back next week on The Leader's Lens. All right. Thanks. Bye.